Wow. So, Brian, you talked about growing up in the church. Uh, get more into that for us. So, um, grew up, grew up in you know a small town, and you know church was one of those things that I did. Um, you know, because I was told to go, you know, like it wasn't an option. You're going to church on Wednesday night. You're going to church on Friday. You're going to church on Sunday. Uh, the church happened to be at the end of my street. So, you know, we would ride our bikes to church. You yeah, know, you absolutely. Know, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it was, it was just what was going to happen. It wasn't any option. And, um, and, but, but I learned a lot and then, and I grew up in a, uh, you know, after school, when we got off the bus, we, we, we stayed with a, by the name of Miss Josephine Jones and I will never forget her and she was a Christian woman old school would pop you in your mouth if you stepped out of line but she made sure we knew the, the Lord's Prayer everything that we learned there I mean she was a teacher a retired teacher but she was a woman of God and, and she was I remember her influence on my life you know to this day how old would you say that she was when you were that age going to her house so she was probably 70. Okay, so that's what we call, uh, translation for the audience, that's what they would call Big Mama, and that's what is meant by Big yeah. Mama back in the day. Okay? Yeah. Now today, yeah. it's, it's kind of hard to find them because we have a lot of TikTok mamas that you yeah. see in social media. We don't have too many Big Mamas, but we, uh, on this, on my podcast and what I'm doing, we're we showing the sisters love. We're not showing them hate, but we're going to bring some big mamas back who are mature and not just uh, flowing with the culture. That's right. That's right. And, uh, and I, I love big mama. I, I, I just lost my big mama in December, my grandmother. Mm. And I tell you what, it was it was a tough one because, you know, being, being you know, the, the, the rock that she was, it was just hard. You know, I, I don't think it's something we'll ever get over. No, um, no, you don't. But no, we, you, don't. you know, it, but we love her, and, and we know she loved us, and we left it all on the table. Good, that's good. That's good. You know, I, I have something. It's funny you say that. I have something that um, I had wrote down today, and I'll, I'll share it right here because of what you just said. Um, I don't know if a lot of parents understand this. A lot of fathers and mentors, if they don't understand this here. But one thing a father, I'm speaking directly to fathers right now, and this isn't exclusively for the men, but it's also it's for women too, but I'm speaking to fathers just to share something that I've learned that they should leave their children and their family before their last days on this earth. Here's the thing I want to say. As a father, one thing you need to leave and make sure that you know your job. One of the things your job is to do is to train your children so well that they will not need you, me anymore when you depart this life so that they'll be wise stewards in five areas. Their faith, their uh, family, with their finances, uh, social relationships with their friends, and even their physical and mental fitness. That, that's our that's our job, man. That's something that we're supposed yeah. to leave. If you want to know and you don't know, and I always say this, get with someone, find a mentor that would help you. There is no shame in that. Yeah. 
one person does not know everything, and I don't care what age you are. If you are age 12 to age 80, it is important for men to learn from one another because men change in an atmosphere with one another. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, that's that's, a, that's something, yeah, I just wanted to share and put out there, man. Well, that's a powerful truth right there, and it's not something that you hear too often, especially when it comes to fathers uh, teaching their young men how to be healthy and how to eat right and how mm. to take care of their You don't hear that. You know, you hear, you know, some of the other things said different ways, but, you know, I, I don't think that, that many men understand that they have that position and that they can be the reason that their young adult is healthy and, and, and mindful of, you know, all of the things that, that will, will give you longevity, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah, so, um, you know, I, very good, very good. You got me taking notes now. <laughs> okay, now these are copyrighted, so make sure you copy it right, okay? <laughs> All right. All right. I'll, I'll quote you. I'll quote you. All right. Okay. I just want you to copy it right. That's all I want you to do. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I grew up in the church. Like I said, went to church and then uh, moved into law enforcement and then moved into um, the vice narcotics, which was, you know, um, a different type of law enforcement that exposes you to different things and puts you into direct connection to different things and you know you know how you, you live life forward but you learn when you look back mm, yes okay and, and I look back on my time in law enforcement and and just at that particular division not saying that it's not a necessary division not saying that I don't support the efforts and, and, and the need for it but I will say that being the man of God that I want to be that I strive to be I don't know how I could have ever done that operating in a vice narcotics undercover capacity working in that field I don't know because there's just so much there's so much um, focus on trying not to appear that you're doing the right thing or trying not to appear that you're a, a person other than someone who is out there, you know, dealing drugs or using drugs, and and with that, with that character role comes a lot of a lot of stuff, and um, you know, it was just contradictory to me. I, 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 you know, of course, being a young man, I loved having all the cool stuff and the, you know, being able to go to the range and being able sure, to do the sure. shooting and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But you know, my spiritual life was non-existent during that phase of my life. And, and if you think about, you know, the Bible talks about what you meditate on, you know, and from the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak and, and the different things that you, you, you know, we need to be mindful of. And if you, if you think about catching the bad guy all the time and trying to figure out and stay one step ahead of him, then that's what you're thinking about all the time. Mm, mm. And, and if you're not walking with the Lord and you don't have that balance in your life, and I'm talking about me, I can't, maybe someone else that did it better than me, but, um, you, you, there's an imbalance that takes place and there's a, there's a, um, you definitely are, um, not in a place where you 
are going to have peace in your life. Oh, really? So, so well, why not keep that balance if you know what you just told us? Why would someone not do that? Because not everyone knows what I just told you. Okay. Not, every, okay. not everyone knows that, you know, that there has to be a balance. But you're dealing with things that are, you're dealing with people that are, you know, PCP and on different drugs and different, you know, there's there's a spiritual battle and a connection to these people that you're going in, you know, to deal with without your tools because you don't know, you're, you're not focused on the Lord. I mean, and I'm talking about me again, again, someone may have, they may think differently about it. But I can tell you that the situations that I was in, if I went in there and started speaking Jesus or preaching the word, I would have got no, <laughs> nothing would have got done because the guys would have ran me out there. They would have been like, this guy's a cop or he's nuts, or he's <laughs> you know, and it just wouldn't happen. So, you know, um, for me, not being mature, I was not mature mm. enough to understand. And, 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 I, and I'm okay with, with admitting that, that, you know, the... I was a very immature person and thinker um, about and my perspective on life was, was different. I was a problem solver. I wasn't a problem haver. You know, I was the one that showed up and told you what you do with your situation because somebody called the cops and then we're here. Right. So we're, we're problem solvers, but we don't have problems. And so when you, when you think like that, then you don't know how to deal with problems when they really happen. Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's powerful. That's deep. Because you hit on a whole lot of things there. Let me uh, share this with you that I uh, had a conversation with a uh, pastor who pastors a church called Crenshaw Christian Center East in New York City. Um, His name, uh, Minister Baltimore Scott, you can listen to that conversation um, on the podcast uh, that we have. Uh, Brother Scott is about 82 years old. And he looks like he's about... 51. Okay. And he's been around for a long time, and he's a part of another branch of that church called Crenshaw Christian Center that was founded in Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, uh, it was founded by a guy by the name of Apostle Fred Price, Frederick Casey Price, who used to come on TV before he died. Yes. I'm familiar. Yes. Okay. Well, one of the things that you just talked about. Um, about not being equipped when you walked into certain situations. I had uh, mentioned one of the same things, something similar to him, and it was this here. And this is for like everyone who's listening, particularly religious Christians, pious Christians. If you call yourself a Christian or not, I don't know. If you don't know, then you need to know because you're not really a Christian. Because if you don't know if you're a Christian or not, according to the Bible, not according to Mama took me to church, when I was right. three years old. That's right. Okay, because the Bible does not, um, believe it or not, does not qualify you as being a believer in the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ by inheritance or by default just because an elder person took you. Right. But one of the things uh, that is grossly that is grossly missing a lot of times is that Believers, and this is an everyday thing, they have no relationship and they're really ignorant of the importance of the Holy Spirit working in their lives on a daily basis. 
And see, when you're ignorant of that, I'm talking about you cannot hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Not that he's not speaking, but a lot of times when we program him out of our lives and we put Netflix, any type of passion that we have, or really that's what the Bible calls idols, which takes the place of him and puts him on the back burner. He's very... He, he becomes ineffective in our lives. And one thing scripture teaches us is that's one of the ways we offend him. Or another translation of that is I'm really telling him to shut up right now because I don't want to hear you because what I'm doing, what is entertaining me right now is more important to me. And you got to remember God is a gentleman, and he'll let you do what you want to do without him. That does not mean he won't keep nudging you or giving you nudges along the way, but I believe there comes a time for many of us where when you keep ignoring, then judgment comes. Yeah. And even when judgment comes, we still have a choice to make. So true. You know, um, as you were talking, I was reminded of something I heard some years ago that was was mind blowing to me. And it, it, you know, it, it may not sound like anything to you, but I remember, um, you know, hearing um, or reading the word one time, and it, the Bible talked about it talked about young men have visions and old men have dreams. Yes. And um, there was, uh, I think, there was a pastor out of New York talking about it, and he brought up the the the, the um, the fact that a young man is not going to be able to have a vision if the if if someone is telling him a vision. Mm, okay. So, so television, <laughs> you know, and, and, and he made a point. He was like, "The name, it's all in the name. Tell a vision, and you're letting that that box tell you a vision, as opposed to it's getting in the way of what the Holy Spirit wants to do and how He wants to communicate with us. Because you got all these other visions being told to you through that box, you know. Oh, that's that's good. That's that's true. Yeah. Oh man, and today we're even inundated even more with so much. A uh, hundred and fifty channels. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, not only through television, let's say through TV shows, but also what about the uh, video games that are out there? I'm so glad I missed that generation, man. No, no, you, you're okay, man. <laughs> I missed it. I missed it, man. I just, I never, I never did it. And, and I, I, and I have some younger folks I see do it and I just never understood it. But that video game generation, um, and, and, the obsession to that. I, I deal with people that come through Team Challenge that have video game addictions. It's a full-blown thing now. Oh, yes, it is. And see, that's why I mentioned earlier about the Holy Spirit. See, for your own individual life, if and I, and I teach men this here, you have to learn not only how to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, for your particular house. See, that's the best thing I can teach you because see, I don't live in your house and you may not find word for word what to do for a particular situation. However, the Holy Spirit may just impress upon you to 
Um, meet your children every day when they get off the bus. Something as simple as that. You may not understand why, but by doing it, by obeying, he's going to give you further instruction as you do. He's not in the in the um, business of having an argument with anyone. He's not going to argue, but he, he leads us. And again, it's up to us. That's why the Bible really it calls it faith. Faith is I'm walking by the leading of the word and not by what I see, because what I see may not make sense. That's right. And really, if you read your Bible, throughout the whole Bible, really nothing God has done makes sense. It doesn't make sense for him to tell a man by the name of Noah to start building a boat, and it never rained on the earth, number one, and the rain comes a hundred years later. Now, that's a lot of faith. That's a whole lot of faith. And you only got one message, it's going to rain, and only eight people, your family gets saved, rescued from a dying world. That's a lot of faith. That's a lot of faith. <laughs> so, a lot of criticism, a lot of everything happened in yes, the middle of all that. You know? Exactly. So yeah. that's why as men, even as women, you have to decide, okay, I'm going to live my life in every area by faith and not by the foolishness of whatever the culture may throw out there just to be cool yeah yeah absolutely wow so I mean yeah you I'm glad that you mentioned that 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 video game addiction is real it's out there uh-huh. and hey it can not just kids it can trap anyone it can they can. I mean, you know, you know what they say. If you keep going to the barbershop long enough, eventually you're gonna get a haircut, right? Well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> what if you, you don't know. have any hair, though? Well, I don't. I happen to be a newly uh, a newly bald guy now. You know, I did this probably the first of the year, and you know, bald head life's not too bad. I mean, I, I have a little more face to wash in the morning, you know, and okay. you know all that, but. Uh, you know, it's all right. My wife likes it, so I'm, you know, she happy. I'm happy. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh gosh. Well, let me ask you this question. Um, so, you've been involved with uh, police. Uh, that's a job. You've seen a lot of things. Um, what do you say? What would you say to the the young adults, uh, my young adults, my young men, and even the older ones um, who? listen to music and lyrics that sing about the beauty of sex drugs and that has raunchy lyrics in the song that tell you that right is wrong and wrong is right that's a, that's a great question because that's something that we deal with often and um, you know there is there is something about music that I like to, to, to bring up when I have this conversation with them um, that connects you to an exact moment. Like I could play a song on the radio and you will remember where the birds were chirping and where the sun was in the sky when you first heard that song. There is something about music that connects you to memories and events and, and different situations that comes back to you immediately. and. And I think um, that it's important that when we have this conversation that we just let them get to the place where they they see that that is true. And then I like to explain how, you know, how 
you know, the enemy of our soul was in charge of praise and worship. And, whoa, and, and, whoa, 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 stop right there. You, you went Christianese on me again. You said my I soul. What, what, what's my soul? What does that mean? The devil soul was, music? Lucifer was an angel who was in charge of praise and worship in heaven. Okay, but what's my soul? You said the enemy of my soul. What do you mean my soul? Okay, so we, we, we are... We, we are spirit living in this body alright we are we all have a soul um, our soul is our mind our will and our intellect mm-hmm. alright okay, um, when when we step when, when we make a decision or we don't choose Christ as the savior and if our if our the bible talks about our soul is cast away all right, so that means your mind, your will, and your intellect. So you inhale, and you know you're in hell because your mind, your will, and your intellect is your soul. Wow. So if that's the case, um, where does Christ come in at there then? Well, that's when you gotta accept Him, brother. And that's where we where we we deal with a lot of babes in Christ. We deal with a lot of people who are new to Jesus, who are new to okay, okay. And so we have to talk to them and explain to them often that there is there is only one way to connect with the Lord, and that is through Jesus Christ. Well, so that's something that you guys uh, teach the guys and the girls down there and the ladies down there. Okay. so Absolutely. Y'all, y'all don't do uh, yoga and transcendental med- Easter meditation and um, say there's many paths to God? No, nah, we don't do none of that. We leave all that stuff alone. Oh, um, but, I, but I do deal with a lot of people who have done that. Okay. And, you know, there's an explanation. They need to understand, you know, specifically what they've connected themselves to. And they need to understand the consequences of those choices. And, and that, you know, there is there is deliverance from those things. But it's only through the person of Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So you said that. Okay, so Brian, I, I'm gonna um, we gonna, we gonna go a little deeper. I, I hope you can take this. Uh, you, I kind of figured you were. Okay, because you, you say okay. Are you scared or are you, if you if you can't take no, it, let okay. me know. I'm, I'm okay. old school. I'm all right. Okay. I'm all right. Okay, all right. You gonna be okay? Okay, just all right. Breathe in and out. You are gonna be okay? <laughs> all right. We'll okay. do. So you say you you talk to these people. They've gone down different paths. Um, tell us. Um, as much as you want. Um, what have, what are some of the physical manifestations you have seen or witnessed because of the spiritual bondage someone got them in out of ignorance, pride, rebellion, whatever? Um, you know that you know I. I tell them all the time that Jesus came to show us the structures and the systems that kept us in bondage. And, you know, we have this, we have this, this, uh, series of lessons that we teach and, and one of them is called anger and personal rights. Uh, I've talked at myself in the prison. Okay. All right. Okay. So, you know what I'm talking about And the biggest, the biggest, uh, uh point that, 
that is trying to be made in that lesson is that we have placed expectations on others to be able to treat us the way that we think they should treat us and we think they should know how to treat us mm. and so there's a personal right that we've established and there's an expectation that we expect people to meet that may come from a different culture background and not even have any idea of how they need to treat you what? you I know thought that was just a black thing when i would see the tv shows growing up <laughs> You know? Stay with me now, Brian. I'm just, I'm just telling you what they showed me. Okay. You know, I watched, okay. the, I watched the Brady Bunch growing up, and growing up, and that family didn't have any problems. Or if they did, it was over at least by next week. Yeah, they dealt with it pretty quick, didn't they? Oh, I tell you, no, I no, look, it was a blended family, two women in the same house. <laughs> Even the kids sung together and had a group, man. I mean, how you gonna beat that? Yeah. Yeah. They had it perfect. They had it perfect. Well, I didn't have it that way. And I don't know many people that did. Well, what about the people that you, uh, you're you over and that you supervise down here? Do they have it that way? or? Uh, no, they? I haven't met any one of them. I haven't met not one of them that came from that kind of a perfect background. Um, and, and, and I probably haven't met them because if things were that way, then I, they wouldn't run into me. They wouldn't need to talk to me. <laughs> Things would be okay for them, you know? Oh, okay. So you sound like the devil that's waiting at the table. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope not. But what I, what I, what I do know is that, that you know, um, we, we all fail and we all get it wrong. And, and, and a lot of it is based on, you know, the things that happen to us as young adults and, and, and behaviors and expectations and habits and things that we've developed in and how to deal with stress and pressure and 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 you know nobody nobody gets it right all the time and and so um you know a community of hope is what we have created in the ministry of teen challenge a culture that you know we're all trying to be better we're all acknowledging the fact that it's not our successes that connects us it's the, the fact that we all failed and we all need a savior and so i don't care if you were you know, vice president, or if you were a cop, or if you were a lawyer or a doctor, um, we all failed. And what connects us is the fact that when we fail, we need to know how to cope. Oh, and, wow. and that's what this is all about. That's what Team Challenge is all about. It's not about accolades or anything else. It's about Jesus. It's about you need a savior. And, you know, if I live in a million dollar home and you live in a trailer and you lose your trailer and I lose my home, we both still suffer the same emotion. Yes, my property may have been worth more than yours, but the emotion of loss is going to be the same for both of us. Wow, wow. So um, I'm going to pause right here because I want to uh, get back and I'm going to ask you like what type of, um, or status, that's a better word, of clientele have you seen come through and that you've dealt with? Because you just mentioned the big house versus living in the trailer. Correct. All right, so let me pause and we're going to come right back.